Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. Top mistakes that moms make. Are you a mom like me who messes up parenting your precious children every day? I certainly do. I make mistakes every day. This is the subject of our talk today. And I, my intent and goal is not for moms to feel less than, to feel judged, to feel bad about these mistakes that happen as we are parenting our kids on this long parenting journey of 20 years or so. But my goal is for you to know that you are in good company, that all moms make mistakes. And we all usually make the same mistakes. And as a parenting coach and pediatric occupational therapist, also as a mom of my own three children, I see so many of the same mistakes for every mom, every family. There's particular ones that may be a particular age and stage of a child that is Again, the most common mistake that moms make for a four-year-old. So I've been in this business for a very long time of helping families. And I've been kind of collecting all this data and just wanted you to know today what are the most common, those top mistakes that moms make and to know you're not alone. So today on the show, we are not going to have solutions and strategies for support so you can change these mistakes. Now, this is what I do a lot in my day job, helping families and kids all the time. But today, the purpose is just for you to know what they are so you can be aware. And then again, at a later time, we will address and I will give you tools and strategies and support and solutions for how to change these mistakes into effective, powerful parenting strategies that actually work. And I know that parents are desperate for this because you're in situations every day with your kids that it's not working. They're talking back, they're throwing a fit, there's meltdowns, there's tantrums, there's all this misbehavior. And you're going, I don't know what to do. So I do, I can help you. And that'll be later because today we are going to get back to those top mistakes that every mom makes. And again, these are well-intentioned, the most loving mom mistakes, but they just happen. So what are they? What do we need to watch out for? Okay. If you have just landed here again, I'm Kelly. Long time pediatric occupational therapist, which means I'm trained in 
the human body, all the skills, and the way the human body is designed by God to grow and learn and develop, all the ages and stages, and what skills do we have to have to get there, and understanding that what happens at birth grows, we grow, and we build upon the foundations, we build upon the neural connections in our brain, the muscles and organs and ligaments, all of that stuff. There is a purpose and reason that God made for every single part of it. And understanding that and working with that flow of how God designed us to be is my expertise and how I help families. Okay, let's start with the first mistake that moms make. And again, this is the majority of moms. This isn't every single mom. If you're like, yeah, this reason number one, I never do that. That is not me. I'm what way? Don't attack me. I'm not attacking you. I'm just telling you some of the majority of moms make these particular mistakes. Here's the first one. It is knowing who actually has the power to help us parent well, to parent the best that we can parent. And who is it that has that power? It is the Lord. It is grace. What does that power look like? It looks like grace. Grace is the change agent that is vital to our parenting and parenting in an effective, well-mannered way. We cannot get it right unless we invite grace and the Lord into all of it. We have to start there and we have to know we have to start there. So I'd like to give you a verse from Luke, from the Bible, from Luke. And it is talking about when Peter declares what he knows about Jesus. And I think this is so important for us moms because we have to know who we are in relation to God. So if we don't know who God is, who Jesus is, how important they are to us, then we don't really know ourselves and we also aren't really going to know our kids and the particular purpose that God has for our kids. So in Luke 9, this is verse 20. And again, this is um, Jesus who's talking with his apostles about who people are saying that he is. So Jesus says to the apostles, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, the Messiah of God. So we will find who we are by knowing who God is, by knowing who Jesus is. That is how we find who we are. And further down from that is helping our kids. We will also find who they are, who we are to help them become by knowing the Lord. I'm always operating. My foundation, my framework is always faith first. So I don't ever operate anything in my life without being grounded and rooted in that faith and that knowledge of who God is and where I am in relation to him and who I am, 
who he tells me that I am. And so I want moms to for sure understand that that is the first thing. You have to know who God is to help you know who you are meant to be as a mom and how you're to parent and how you are to raise your kids. So the first mistake is leaving God out of it. And I need all the power, all the help, all the grace. I need all of it from the Lord because I cannot do it well. I know I am a fallen human who messes up every day, even my most well-intentioned day. When I wake up and I'm thinking, I'm not going to do that one particular thing that I do with this particular kid that has not worked for the last seven years. It always causes tension. It always causes trouble. It always triggers something in them, something in me. I'm not going to do it today. But I also understand I am a fallen human. And so I'm going to need help. I'm going to need grace to do it better. That's mistake number one. Okay. Mistake number two is mindset. That a mom's mindset will fix everything. Now, mindset is very important. And as a mom, my mindset is a critical piece in all of it. But the mistake is that moms think that their mindset can fix all of it, and it can't. With our children, particularly our young kids, it is not just the mom's mindset. It is absolutely a part of the child's body. So another reason that I am different from other parenting professionals is in my occupational therapy background. Also, because of my faith, I'm different than secular parenting professionals. But there are a lot of parenting people speaking about how to parent and what to do, but they don't have that college degree in the training of a human body and all its parts and all its system and how they integrate and how they're meant to work together for the best optimal functioning of a person, a child. So for moms who aren't taking into consideration a young child's body, they are leaving out a big part of the equation. And so the sensory system is so important in young kids their nervous system, their posture system, all the different ways that a child's body is giving the child information and how that comes out in the behavior of the child that the parent is watching. So a lot of times, you know, it looks like a full-blown fit on the floor at the entrance of Target. And a mom's mindset is not going to fix that tantrum. It can help it, but it's actually understanding the child's body better and how their sensory system works and how the pace that they function at and their temperament and kind of their natural tendencies. But a child's body gives us so many clues, especially in these young ages. And 
again, as God created children, humans, how they grow by the ages and the stages, that birth to six, so much stuff is happening in the body. Now for the mom who is older, her body's already, it's already fully developed. So she's in her mind using mindset to help, you know, get the behavior she wants from her kids. But what I need moms to understand is that your kids aren't in their mind yet because their minds aren't fully formed. And before four years old, they really can't be completely logical, practical, and have reasoning like an adult does. So they are not a smaller version of you who should be able to get the right thought and have that influence their emotions and their actions and results from it. They have big alarm bells going off in their body. And so that causes their behavior. So when moms can understand, okay, my mindset needs to be good. I need to have thoughts that are going to help me. But also I need to take into consideration my child's body. What in the world is going on with this body? And, you know, we know when we were growing up, like the teenage years, when there's hormones and all these different, again, bodily things that are happening, the chemicals, the neural pathways, the systems that have to grow and develop and function well. We have to take into account that body. And so many people leave the body behind. And my job is to help parents put it back into the equation, especially in these young ages. But again, still in the teenage years, I am helping parents. Now, okay, they're having a big shift in their hormones right now. This is a reason for their anger. This is a reason they are feeling so out of sorts in their body. And this comes out like this to the parent or to the younger sibling. So I'm always going to account for that body piece because it's so important. So moms, I want you to know that if you're thinking you crushed it today with the mindset, your mindset was going to be on it. You were just completely in the zone but then your child's behavior didn't show up like you wanted to, even with that mindset. The reason it didn't was because that child's body. And so we need to take into account that body. And this is, again, always what I'm helping parents understand is don't leave that body behind. Don't leave that body out because in that young child, it is critical. It is giving us so many clues all the time. Okay. I wanted to give you just an example of what happened to me this week because I was helping a family and their young son, who is almost five, was testing to go to a different school. So spending several hours at the new school for observation and in a possible classroom and then being tested. And I was preparing the mom for what this should look like. And she was saying, okay, well, we'll, you know, we'll go to this new school and then I'll take them back to the old school to finish out the day. And then we have soccer. And I said, no, I said, this is going to be taxing enough on your child's body. 
in a new place, new teachers, new, all the new is going to be very fatiguing, very tiring to the child. So I said, if I were you, nothing else. Don't take them back to regular school. Take them for lunch, let them relax, have some downtime because their brain's working really hard. Like they're taking kind of academic tests also. And again, this mom was like, okay, they're just going to function. Again, not an adult brain or body. This is a child's body. And so they cannot tolerate the amount of stress and quick pace that that an adult can. And so we just want to be really mindful of when we can dial back. So for this mom, I said, just, just dial back all these activities because I wanted her to know and I wanted her child to be set up to, to do well over the weekend and not be completely exhausted and not show up, show back up to regular school and be so tired that he couldn't participate and he would melt down and have some behavior challenges for his teacher. So again, just taking into account that body and the changes and the differences of a child. Okay. The third thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is a mistake, again, the majority of moms make, I've made it myself, I still make it myself. And in full disclosure, I'm always making mistakes with my kids every day. I'm well-intentioned, I'm well-trained, I brush up on all the techniques and courses and all the stuff for work. So I try to practice it as I parent my own kids, but I mess up. I make mistakes. I have to apologize all the time. And part of the reason parents have the ability to just mess up even more is because of that close, you know, that close relationship that we have with our kids. We love them more than anything. And so we are very much, you know, we want to set them up for success in the future. We're talking about, okay, thinking about this will be a great thing for them down the road. And so we're going to start this now. And that might let us lose sight of who is actually right in front of our face today. And so just knowing that moms, we are extra emotional about our kids. We are more easily triggered about things from our kids. And so just knowing that I can let myself off the hook a little bit and know, you know what, this is how God made me to be so connected to my kids, to to feel when they aren't feeling well, if it's a stress with a friend at school or whatever, to know God made me this way. This is actually a good thing, but I also have to know it could play out in not the best way. So again, knowing that I'm going to have to apologize. I'm going to have to own the mistakes that I make with my kids. And I'm always preaching about how you are modeling for your kids what they are to do. Because I have a lot of resistance with parents when I will say, okay, well, just apologize to your kids for not showing up in a way that was good. And parents will look at me like, what? 
in the world. I am not going to apologize to my four-year-old. I mean, like, yes, I screwed up, but I like, they don't really know that isn't the way, even if they don't really know because they're younger, I want you to model what an apology looks like. This is so great, so incredibly healthy for your children to to get at such a young age that they're going to have to apologize because we all make mistakes. And so I have to apologize a lot to my kids, but I want them to know what that looks like. I want them to know they are accountable for their actions and their behavior and the way that they show up to others. And if they know that they didn't do it in a way that was right or was hurtful to somebody else, then own that and fix it, repair it. And that is such a great skill for your kids to see early on and to know, okay, mom totally messed up, totally made a mistake with this. And I'm sorry, I was distracted. And, you know, it's it's not an excuse, but it's, I apologize. I want to fix it. I want to make it better. Again, just own it. Okay. Okay. What was that? Number three. Okay. Time is the next mistake that parents make all the time. Moms, this is a big one because we're always short on time. We have so much to do. Each of our days is packed with all the things that we need to accomplish and not just things for today, right? The majority of moms that I help They're always planning, you know, a year out, we need to look at this and we need to be thinking about that and this, like moms are wired and have the capacity to have all this stuff, all these different plates that we're juggling in our mind. And so we're we're keeping track of the time in a lot of ways, but we can also make mistakes with this time. And the biggest mistake that I see moms make is not being realistic and not really understanding how much time it will take to make some changes in a situation or with a child's behavior in a realistic manner. And so a lot of times parents will get so discouraged because I will help them put something in place to make a change in that behavior, but they want it to happen overnight. And I have to remind them that a lot of these reactive routines or these patterns that have been established that are not productive, that cause problems, that cause tension and resistance and power struggles and all kinds of things, that these patterns, they took a long time to establish. And so it could be months, it could be a couple years of doing bedtime in a manner that really works for nobody. In fact, the wheels are off the bus. All the kids have been going to bed at 11 or 1130 and a couple of them fall into bed together. And so when a mom decides, okay, it's 2023, it's the beginning of a new year, we are going to put some structure in place and this is going to happen and that's going to happen and this is going to happen. And oh, by the way, she wants it to happen pretty much in one to four days. Can all this change happen in one to four days? And the answer is no. 
it will take longer than that. So when moms can understand and expect, okay, this is realistic in the time that it's the time that's going to be necessary to create change that is lasting and permanent and in a way that is not completely disruptive to the flow and function of your family. And so again, because I'm trained in understanding kind of the systems and the skills and the body and all of that of kids, it's very small. And so kids do best with just a simple step forward. They can't do a big leap. Their brain doesn't have that capacity. Their body doesn't have that capacity. Their organs, their muscles, all of that is not developed like in adults. And so when we want to take them from, you know, unstructured wheels off the bus, 11 o'clock bedtime to like military, we're getting up at this, we're going to bed at that time. It's so distressing to their system, to their systems, and they don't handle it well. So that can cause just that much more stress to the mom who's like, oh my goodness, I've been trying for a week to get all these changes in place and none of it's working. And it's not working because we had too many changes we wanted to make in too big of a leap of how that change was going to occur. And so parents who journey with me, I'm always helping them set a realistic expectation of what this change is going to look like. And moms, you're the best. When I can give you some guidance of, okay, we aren't going to do this in four days. It's realistically going to take four weeks. They can commit to that and know, okay, it's a small step. It's an incremental little step forward. But it doesn't happen all at once, not a big jump. It's not that at all. Because again, our small kids are not, they're not equipped for that. So time, just that expectation of what it really is. And moms, again, cut yourself some slack that having big goals and big dreams and big big expectations There's nothing wrong with that. I love that so many moms have so many things they want to accomplish with their kids and with their families, and we can do it. It just needs to be in a more consistent, small, incremental way. And again, when our kids are young, it's harder for them. But now that my kids are almost 19 and 17 and 14, They can shift and change and I can change the structure of how our family flows quickly because they have the tools and they're ready for it. So it's not going to be forever that it's going to take forever to put the changes that you want to make in place, but it absolutely will take a while when your kids are young. So know that and commit to that time and it will go better for everybody. Okay. Next one is unknown expectations for your spouse. This comes up a lot. Came up this week with a mom I was helping. 
she had an expectation that her husband was going to parent like she parents. And again, this is such a common mistake that moms make, but I had to give her a new thought of just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. And again, this goes back to God. God very clearly made men and women different. And so how your husband parents your kids is going to, it is meant to, it is intentional by God for it to be different than how you parent them. And that's okay. So for this mom, I was like, if you have to get out a piece of duct tape to just keep your mouth shut and don't say anything, do that. If you have to step out of the room to keep from trying to control the situation with your kids and your husband or to take control of it or try to coach him or try to tell him how to do it better, I said, then just step out because it is very good that your kids learn how to be parented differently and it helps them build skills. They are developing things that they need from you as the mom and very much getting different skills, different ways of relating, different ways of reading a human that come from your husband. And both are incredibly beneficial to your child. So with this particular mom, I said, different is not wrong. In fact, difference how God designed it. So we're going to go with that and just know that instead of seeing what your spouse is doing wrong, to change that mindset to, cool, my child is getting new skills of how to, how to learn something, how to do this car project, how to relate to somebody in a different way. And that is, again, so good. We want our kids building these skills of interaction and being flexible and adjustable and that they aren't so only able to tolerate the way we do it. I want kids to always be able to do things many different ways. Whoever is the caregiver for them at the moment that they can understand what is being asked of them and they can communicate and relate well, but that looks different. So let go of those unknown expectations for your spouse. They're supposed to be different. And again, you're not wrong for having them. We all have them. We're all dragging into our parenting the baggage from how we were raised. We don't even realize it, but we are And just be aware that we have these expectations. We don't even know we have them. And for sure, we have them for our spouse. And he has them for us too. But because mom's primary role is that caregiver, a lot of times we're like, no, we're right. You're wrong. Do it my way. And we need to take a step back, take a breath and think, no, actually, this is so good for my child to learn a different way. They don't have to do it always like how I do it. I don't need to control this situation. I can step out and not be responsible for however this car project turns out. So give yourself the freedom there to know difference is okay. Okay, last thing is that 
you understand that a lot of times you are not using the complete toolbox that God gave you. And it's a mistake, but again, unintentional. And so my job is to help parents know God gave us so many ways to parent well. And a lot of times we haven't, we aren't using all the tools that we have been given. Tools like nature and being outside. I'm a big nature lover. I am a big proponent of all the elements helping the human body and mind in so many ways. So I often say that the human person is such a sophisticated system. And I am convinced that we, everything that we need, God has already provided. And so we have the ability to heal ourselves. We have the ability to use things um, in nature to medicate ourselves, to help the chemicals in our brain. Like there are so many ways, so many things that we can use that are free. Circadian rhythms, the sunrise and the sunset. Did you know that this is one of my favorites that, you know, God puts that gorgeous sunrise Do you know that when we go outside and put our eyeballs to that sunrise, we are taking in things inside our eyes that cause melatonin to be enabled to be used later for bedtime. So when we get up in the morning and get outside and look at that gorgeous sunrise, it is helping us for later when we're going to fall asleep. And then when we go look at that sunset, and I mean, the pictures God creates every morning and every night blows my mind. And so I'd love to be outside at sunrise and sunset always, every day. It's my favorite because it's the way God intentionally draws us to this incredible sky of pinks and blues and purples. And when the sun sets, but that also triggers chemicals and things to happen in our body that prepare us for sleep so we can have better sleep that night. So it's things like this that I help parents understand so that you can have all the things in your toolbox of parenting working for you. So I'm always helping parents parent easier, less work, less hassle, less struggle, less challenge. I want you to do simple things like go outside and play. The sun's about to set. Go get whatever the chemical reaction stuff that's going to happen in your body naturally that God made to happen. Go get that. So you're going to fall asleep easier. And I don't have to read, you know, good night moon 17 times like I've been doing for the last three months or whatever it is. But there are so many ways that God gives us different tools And it's using them in the right way, in the right place. And I want parents to know, again, this is simple stuff. And I think this is where it trips us up because I will tell parents things to do. And they're like, "Uh, wait, what? That is so easy. You mean I don't need to take them to another appointment? I don't need to spend a ton of time or expense or time reading this big manual on parenting? I'm like, no. You just need to go for a walk after dinner and your children's sensory systems 
they'll get noises, they'll get wind, they'll get touch, they will get stimulated in all kinds of different ways, exactly whatever their specific sensory system needs that will help them be more calm and wind down for bedtime. So it's not hard, but parents just need to, again, understand some of these tools, which that's my job to help you. And I'm here to help you. So that's that last mistake. It's just not knowing God gave us a toolbox and it's full. And what else do I need to use that is different that I haven't used before that would make my job easier? Okay. Common mistakes every mom makes. Do not feel bad. Just spend the next week in awareness. Like, how do I, is this, do I have an expectation of time here? Or do I have an expectation with this particular child to function at the pace that the oldest child functions at? Again, it is awareness that helps us so much. Okay, good luck. You can find me if you need any help on my website, kellykshoop.com, Instagram at kellykshoop. You can find me on YouTube at kellykshoop. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much 